Hi, this is Laura. And this is Nikki with the Stardust Society, inspiring you to stop getting in your own way and start building an art biz and life that you love. We are artists who believe strongly in the power of community, accountability, following your intuition, taking small, actionable steps, and breaking down the barriers of fear and procrastination that keep you stuck. Follow along with us on our creative business journey as we encourage you on yours. So Laura, what are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about the impact of overthinking on your freaking business and your life. (laughs) And how much overthinking did we do before settling on this topic? Um, A lot. A lot. (laughs) (laughs) So we spoke previously about whether you had to go to art school, but I think we both have degrees in overthinking. I have a master's. Yeah, I just have a bachelor's. I bow down (laughs) to your superior overthinking skills. (laughs) All right. So... Tell us what you overthink. Pretty much stinking everything. (laughs) I have a tendency to want to have my I's dotted and my T's crossed, and I'm not comfortable putting anything out in the world that in my own head appears to be kind of half-assed. And I have a lot of fear in my own head around decision-making and making the right decisions and avoiding pain down the road of making and acting on a wrong decision. Yeah, So when it comes to decision making, I just get analysis paralysis. Um, But there there's always going to be more choices. There's always going to be new tools, new teaching platforms. You're never going to pick the perfect best one. So it kind of goes back to that paradox of choice book. And Mm -hmm. that book is a real kind of dry scientific book. But there's a few things in it that I found really interesting. Okay, And one of those was when he talks about maximizers versus satisfizers. Okay. (laughs) I don't know where he came up with these names, but (laughs) um, a satisfizer basically picks the best thing they can in that moment. And then they're happy with that choice. Right. And they move forward with it. A maximizer basically agonizes over the choices. And even after they pick something, they question their choice. Oh my God. I am such a maximizer. (laughs) All right. So give us an example. All right. So for me, it was, it's choosing a teaching platform, right? There's Teachable, Skillshare, Udemy, Kajabi, Newsendler, WordPress plugins like LearnDash, Lifter LMS, Sensei, Thinkific. You mean Overthinkific? <laughs> overthinkific. <laughs> you know, each of them have things that are good and bad. And you find the best one and you think you're making a decision and you look at it and the cost is too high. Or you keep going back and forth and then eventually you just don't make a decision. Right. So, I'm making a decision to start off with Skillshare, and I think it's a great place to put classes out there and to be seen when you're starting out because they have their own built-in audience and platform. But you aren't going to make much money per student on Skillshare. Um, It's really great for exposure, but that can be, you know, the challenge with that particular one. So I'm planning in the future to use Teachable, and it may not be right, um, and I might change my mind. (laughs) I mean, let's face it, you probably will. (laughs) (laughs) But but what I'm learning is you just have to choose and move on. And that's the only way you can be a startist. You you basically have to realize that you can always change it later. My my brain doesn't want to believe that, but you absolutely can. (laughs) So I do the exact same thing, but with project management systems. Of course you do. Of course I do. So we (laughs) talked earlier in a previous episode about me choosing ClickUp after trying Trello, Asana, Todoist, Todo, and 
probably a hundred more. And after getting you mm-hmm. to agree to use ClickUp for the podcast, right. I'm now working on switching to Notion. <laughs> <laughs> But this overthinking is actually just another really brilliant way of procrastinating just getting started. (laughs) Well, and I think that's how we also had approached the podcast. We had a ton of choices of where to host it, what to use to record. um, And, you know, maybe there's one new thing that's awesome. We we felt like we should use that. But then maybe now it's too new. So Mm -hmm. it's not established enough. So we just had to stop and choose. Right. Right. And not let ourselves get caught up and avoid making a decision. So we did some research. We made a choice that works for us right now. Let's face it. You did the research because (laughs) I again, I bow down to you on all things audio. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I did a lot of research and then, you know, we didn't stay paralyzed in the decision. We could have agonized over those decisions and never have launched this podcast. Right. So obviously we keep doing this for a reason or multiple reasons we can overthink. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But let's talk about if there are pros and cons about this overthinking. I mean, I Mm -hmm. think the cons are obvious. It keeps us from making decisions and moving forward. It keeps us procrastinating. But Laura, do you think there are any pros to overthinking? Well, I think number one, it allows us to stay in our comfort zone. And that's a place that we like to live in because it feels safe. Mm-hmm. We, we like safe and familiar. We don't have to feel vulnerable. We don't have to feel exposed. And so that's one thing that we, right. we get juice out of. And the other thing it can do that can be useful, it's okay to overthink at the beginning when you initially research, but then you basically have to stop at some point. Yeah. So, for example, I could teach an entire class about teaching platforms. And and maybe you should. (laughs) Maybe I should. Because (laughs) I was so curious and interested in finding the best one. I have all this research. But having all that research can be a good thing because at some point you now have to take action on it. And so really it is being okay with taking imperfect action. Right. And so maybe it's substituting the overthinking behavior with curiosity. You know, maybe give yourself a time frame. I have three days to do all of this research. Mm -hmm. Then I have to make a decision after the end of those three days and dedicate myself to the decision I've made and not feel guilty about sticking with that for a while. Totally. Um, And for me, I spend a lot of time trying out and finding just the right WordPress plugin to do this one specific thing on my clients' websites. Mm-hmm. And I can also get totally stuck in that research cycle. But in the end, hopefully, I find really great tools that I can use to get results for my clients and save them having to figure out a lot of, for themselves. And hopefully, you know, after doing all this research, I find a tool that I can use across many clients' websites. So I get something useful out of all that research that I spent. <laughs> right. It ends up paying off for you in the end. Yeah. But um But uh, also, I know that you and I just really love learning new things, exploring tools and ideas we're interested in. So it can be a lot of fun for us. Mm -hmm. But we have to just limit that, like you said, so we can actually get something accomplished. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm still trying to figure out how I can get paid to be a student full time. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Same, same, same. Although I was just thinking this morning that I need to figure out how to get paid to just draw and read all day. (laughs) Let's overthink that one. (laughs) Okay, so you mentioned setting a time limit for yourself to allow some time for research, um, but to actually then get things done. But what Mm -hmm. other things can we do to get out of that overthinking spiral? Honestly, I think it's literally taking action. 
And it doesn't have to be the thing that you're overthinking. Just choose one small action and take it. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way you're going to make progress on anything. Sometimes it's it's also good to do that in a community. So, for example, I'm working on my first Skillshare class. And um, and actually, at the time that this is published, this may actually already be live. Yay! <laughs> um, but I'm doing it in the Skillshare Winter Teach Challenge. Now, I could overthink and plan this class forever, but because which you I'm totally do- would do if you weren't in a group where you have to commit to a date, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It would be months and months and months, <laughs> right? But because I'm doing it with the within the confines of this challenge, I have to get it out the door by the end of the month. So I'm in a place where luckily at the moment I can invest time in this, Mm -hmm. but there will be things that go out the door that I'm not 100% happy with. However, a lot of this is mindset and realizing that the things I'm not happy with, 99% of the time, other people won't even notice. Totally. Totally. (laughs) I mean, getting out of my head a little bit and looking at it with fresh eyes and, and thinking, you know, what would someone outside of my brain get out of this course <laughs> and what will they be able to walk away with? Um, and it'll be so much more information than what they had before. And so we kind of get stuck in this overthinking cycle, but it's helpful to think about, you know, looking at it from another point of view. And the other thing I think that's interesting is looking at it from a worst case scenario. So okay. if you chose the wrong solution, what is the absolute worst thing that could happen? Well, nobody's going to die. Unless you're a doctor or nurse in a hospital or flying an airplane. (laughs) Well, fortunately for patients and travelers everywhere, we are not doing that. (laughs) Right? Right. Okay, Laura. So if you choose a less than perfect teaching platform and you spend time building your classes and it it isn't working for you, what's the big deal? What can you do? Well, I would have lost time and energy and I'd have to rebuild and shift students over to a new platform. But Mm -hmm. it's not like I'm going to ruin their experiences. I mean, if I'm moving, it's probably because I need to move to something better. And so everyone should be happier in the end. Um, So, yeah, I guess it's time and energy and a little bit of expense um, on my end. But ultimately, it should be better in the end. Yeah. And I've been in several courses or communities where the instructor has moved to a new platform in the middle of it. And it might be a small pain in the ass, but um, the experience ends up being better in the end. And I've I've never held it against anyone. Yeah. And the other thing I think about as we talk about overthinking is sometimes I see how you do one thing is how you do everything in life. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about business, but that's sort of paralyzing over analysis probably exists in your life outside of business too. Now I might be agonizing over choosing my next car or even something as simple as what movie am I going to watch tonight? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I want to make sure that my time is well spent. And ironically, I've been, you know, with friends before and we've spent an hour trying to choose the movie that we were going to watch that night. And by the time we finally chose something, we probably could have already watched the movie. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> so for me, I'm actually really different outside of business. I make mm-hmm. decisions super quickly and easily in my personal life, like even really big ones like buying and selling houses, mm-hmm. moving to another state, even getting married. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but that's a story for another podcast. 
<laughs> not one of our episodes. A not totally different po- podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy how easy it is for me to make a personal decision, but yet not one in my business. So why is that, Dr. Laura? <laughs> <laughs> well, my question for you is when you're making a personal decision that's easy for you, are you trusting your gut? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Because, (laughs) okay. I'm a little woo woo. I know you aren't. I'm a little woo woo, but Uh I think, I think there is so much to be said for trusting your intuition and how you feel in your body. Like, does the thought of something make your body say yes, or do you kind of curl inwards? And I think my issue is that my head takes over from my heart sometimes when I'm making Mm -hmm. decisions and I don't always trust that gut, but I can tell you, Nikki, pretty much every time I've not trusted my gut, I've regretted it later. That makes so much sense. But also for me, I think when it comes to business, sometimes it's my over-researching and listening to too many experts talk about the, quote, right way to do things. Mm -hmm. It keeps me from using my own best ideas or intuition about how to get things done. So I go back and forth between trying to follow best practices and how other people are doing similar things and and trusting my own ideas of what I want to do in my business. I totally know what you mean. I mean, everybody wants to show you a roadmap of how they got to where they they are. And I voraciously want to take in that information and learn what other people are doing that works for them. And from each class I take, I usually get at least one or two golden nuggets. However, a lot of the people that I admire, if not all the people I admire, (laughs) were stardusts, and they basically just figured it out as they went along. So their journey and my journey won't match, and they actually shouldn't. So your voice shouldn't be a copy of someone else's, and you should trust your own instincts. So I need to think about what it feels like to make personal decisions that are easy for me and see how I can bring that confidence into business decisions. Well, Nikki, your word of the year is courage. Oh, I know. So I will courageously overthink. (laughs) That is not what I meant. Are you sure? (laughs) So, Nikki, what do you think our key takeaways are for this episode? All right. First of all, if you're stuck in a cycle of overthinking, just take one small action, even if it's not on what you were specifically overthinking about. Second, Give yourself a time limit for researching something, and at the end of that set time, make a choice and stick with it for now. For now. (laughs) And the third takeaway would be to trust your intuition when you're making decisions. Your gut might know better than your head. And look at it from your client or your student's point of view. Is what you're agonizing over really going to matter in the long run? Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Now it's your turn. Share with us what you overthink about in the Stardust Society Facebook group or on Instagram and tag us at Stardust Society. If you've gotten any benefit out of listening to this podcast, we'd love it if you'd subscribe, leave us a review and a five-star rating. It helps us grow and reach more Stardusts like you. Visit StardustSociety.com slash overthinking to learn more about the podcast and read the show notes. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. 